This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Well, we are a little later in the hour. Joe Cockler is going to be unveiling his new uh, uh, Cowboys Christmas song. Out oh. Because uh, Christmas Eve is going to be a very special time in this city. Really? Or not. Oh. Depending on the outcome of a football game. Yep. On the line with us right now is a man who's lived in uh, our area the, his whole life. Yep. The great Ross Tucker is here, and he is brought to you by First Trust Bank, official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, Ross. Angelo, what's up? Well, what's up is uh, the stock on the Philadelphia Eagles right now, Ross. Uh, they are widely regarded now as the best team in the NFL. Are they? Yeah, I think they are. I think they have been pretty much all year, and I think they've really shown it, especially the last two weeks with unbelievably dominant performances, both sides of the ball. They run. It's almost like they pass when they feel like they want to pass. They run when they feel like they want to run. I know it's dictated by what the defense is doing but at this point Angelo it's it's hard to have a lot if any complaints about what they're doing it's incredible yeah and and some of it is rather unlikely and I want to talk about a couple of these things that you couldn't have predicted one I just played a cut of Rex Ryan Rex Ryan said he has usually been able to read a quarterback early in their career but he was entirely wrong about Jalen Hurts how improbable is it that right now in the sports books of this country, the odds-on favorite to win the MVP is Jalen Hurts? I don't think we've ever seen anything like it. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't anybody, or at least not many, that would have had Jalen ranked as a top 20 quarterback in the NFL last year, especially after the way the season ended and that Bucks playoff game. So to go from... Not being a top 20 quarterback considered in the NFL and absolutely on some level being considered a question mark coming into this year to being, I don't know if he'll win the MVP or not, Angelo, but he's had the best season of any quarterback in the NFL this year. The guy hasn't had, I mean, knock on wood, the guy hasn't had a bad game yet. He deserves the MVP. And I don't think we've ever seen anything like it. I mean, I've seen guys improve. Josh Allen from year one to year two, and then year two to year three, improved greatly. But I don't know that it was this kind of drastic improvement in one year. Absolutely well said. Now, the other side of the ball, here's an unlikely story for you. Brendan Graham, 34, coming off a very bad Achilles tear. At 34, 29 snaps in the game Sunday, Ross. Three sacks, strip, uh, uh, and he stripped the ball. He forced a fumble. How, I mean, how unlikely is that to happen at a guy that age? Really, really unlikely. I mean, first of all, 
it's hard for someone that age to have that kind of production, period. But let alone coming off a torn Achilles at that. I mean, my last year, Angelo, I was 28 years old, maybe. <laughs> and I already could tell the difference between when I was 22, 23, 24. I mean, I just could, right? It just, everything took a little bit longer to feel better, if that makes sense. It's basically the same thing if you have a big night out, right? Like the older you get, it's like, whoa, takes a little bit longer to feel better the next morning. For him to be doing what he's doing at 34, I mean, I know what it was like just to do like normal person workouts at 34, and he's still playing the NFL at a really high level off an injury that, for some positions, some players, I mean, there isn't a running back that's ever really come back from that and played all that well. I don't know all the history of defensive ends, but I can't think of very many that have come back from a torn Achilles to be this productive, let alone at age 34. And then we've got the coaching staff. And we all remember the way it started with Nick Sirianni. We didn't want Doug to go. Doug Peterson, he got fired because he wanted to use a little of his power. And then they brought in Dick Sirianni. He could not even really put words together in his opening news conference via Zoom because of the pandemic. And he and his staff mapped out Sunday on the opening drive for us. One of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Eight minutes, 15 plays. And that, and he talked yesterday, he was saying, you know, I don't want to tell you how we script this, but that's maybe the best script I've ever seen. What did you think of that first drive by the Eagles Sunday? Well, I, I am so impressed by this entire coaching staff. If you remember, so first of all, I, I remember getting the text messages, Angelo, after, from my buddies after Sirianni's opening presser. They were not happy and, and to, to be kind. And even his coordinator hires – Nobody really knew much about these guys. Like, not, neither one of these coordinators, Steichen or Gannon, were people like, yes, we got this guy. It was all, who the heck are these guys? And now we know that they're really good young coaches in their late 30s or whatever, and I hope people enjoy them. I'm, I'm not saying this to be Debbie Downer, Angelo, but the odds that both of them are back next year are very, very small. I would imagine at least one maybe both get significant head coaching interest. True. And I feel like, for whatever reason, we've spent a lot of time criticizing Gannon because of some of the games they've had that we didn't like. You know what's weird, Angelo? I feel like we never talk about Steichen. Yeah. I, I think maybe that's because Sirianni is an offensive guy. But Steichen, I mean, the game plan he had – to be ready for the Giants blitz? Or how about Angelo when they did the fake quarterback sneak and he and instead of doing the quarterback sneak, Hertz tossed it out to Sanders real quick yeah, yeah. and they got a big gain? I am so impressed by Steichen, but maybe we should still continue not to say anything about him so that hopefully he can be the one that comes back next year because he is incredible. Well, I was thinking that watching that game, the play calling was with one drive set aside, the play calling was fantastic. All right, Ross, two other things. One is I got nervous when Lane Johnson went into the tent near the end of the game. You were an offensive lineman. The record, the Eagles' record when he's playing when he isn't is unbelievable, all right? How can one lineman have that direct an effect on the outcome of games? Explain Lane Johnson to us. Okay, so the first thing I would tell you is I love Lane. I think he's the best right tackle in the NFL. I do not think 
I, I know the record with him and without him, and I know I, I think that that's about more than just lane. You know, I, I I think you can't put any one lineman and say, well, he's the difference between the wins and the losses. Uh, but that number is noteworthy when you point it out. And what happens is it's the difference between a strength and a liability. I mean, when Lane's in there, they don't really have to help him. They can help the other guys. They can slide left. They very rarely give him help. Help meaning Angelo, a tight end chips on his way out or a running back, or they slide the line to him. So it enables them to kind of have the other four guys block three because Lane can be isolated one-on-one. When he's not out there and Driscoll's out there, and Driscoll's fine. Driscoll's like I was. He's fine. He's not great, but he's fine. He's not going to lose the game for you if you help him. So then what happens is they got to help Driscoll because he's not going to be able to handle it one-on-one the whole game. And so then not only is he a little bit of a liability, but then the other guys that previously don't have to be in as many one-on-one situations, like Dickerson and Mylotta, they're going to be in a lot more one-on-one situations if they're sliding the line to the right to help a guy like Driscoll. It's a very good uh, explanation for the impact of Lane Johnson. Uh, uh, you will be here tomorrow, right, Ross? Is that yes. correct? Right, that is Ross, correct. Here's what I would like you to describe tomorrow. I don't have time now, but could you please take the listeners into a Ross Tucker Christmas Eve? <laughs> People want to know what will be happening at your house on Christmas Eve with the lots of, I'm sure, lots of uh, celebratory stuff and a huge football game. So maybe we'll t- hear that tomorrow. Does that sound good, Ross? That sounds awesome, yes. Thank you, Ross. Ross Tucker.